welcome to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host, Stephen Edwards, and tonight I'm delighted to be joined by Taylor Kersey from the Buffalo Buttes and Harrison Brown from the Metropolitan Riveters. First up is Taylor Akersey. Delighted to be joined by Taylor Akersey from the Buffalo Buttes. Taylor, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Thanks for having me, Steve. It's going great. It is great to be able to catch up with some players now that the season's got underway. But before we get into the NWHL season that has just started, let's go back and see where it all began for you. Just trying to find out when you first became interested in hockey and who were some of the players you kind of idolized growing up? Oh, uh, Pavel Datsuk was my favorite player growing up. I loved watching him and... Um, I always wanted to be able to stick Hannah like him because he could turn guys inside out and his like breakaway speed was unreal. So he was definitely um, a player for me to watch. And when did you first start playing hockey? Uh, I first started, I think I first started playing when I was about three. Like that's when I started skating, but yeah. I got into like an actual like game situations and like when I was like five or six. Yeah, I know it tends to be like the sort of age when a lot of kids tend to start. I've talked to a lot of people, you know, they turn around and say to me, you know, like, because my youngest is about, is eight and he wants to play. And it's like, well, you, you should have already got him oh, out yeah. on the ice already. He's like, you know, if he wants to go, then, <laughs> let, then let him have a go. Um, I just want to exactly. t- touch on something else you just said about um, Pavel Dushik. I mean, a tremendous player. I mean, if you want to, like, idolize yourself after somebody, he was a tremendous talent. And even sitting here as a as a Colorado Avalanche fan, so the Red Wings players are not exactly tend to be my favorite players in the world. I respect what he could do. So yeah, I, I can completely understand um, in respect to that. For me, I got started in hockey from not watching games, but my dad, when I was younger, showed me the movie Slapshot and I enjoyed watching that. And I enjoyed watching another movie called Youngblood with uh, Rob Lowe and, and Patrick Swayze. Do you have a favorite oh, yeah. hockey movie? Uh, well, I definitely have seen Youngblood, and that's de- definitely a top two, but I for sure have to go with Miracle on Ice. Um, that's when USA beat the Soviets, and just a great movie. It's a great, still good movie. Gets you going, and oh, it's awesome. I think as well with that movie, it's it's not a traditional Disney movie. It's very, because it's based on real life events and it's something very, very powerful and, and everyone knows that particular event because of how much it affected international hockey at that time. It's one of my favourite periods I now look back on because of the tremendous effect it would later have on international players coming into the NHL. So it's, it's got a very, very powerful message. I think that's, that's definitely a great movie. So you've not seen Slapshot then? I've not seen Slapshot, no. Yeah. I have. <laughs> you have to watch Slapshot. It's it's like an iconic hockey movie, so I would definitely um, suggest you go and watch that. Um, moving on to, you know, like your experience now going into the, the NWHL, how do you tend to relax on game days? Do you tend to get, do you tend to have some nerves or do you tend to be quite relaxed? Are you excited about it playing how do you tend to deal with the um the daytime experience um well to be honest i definitely get fired up for games but in order to like help myself not get like too over the top and like waste energy i before a game i actually listen to like what people would consider to be like depressing music <laughs> like through <laughs> the day i definitely like i 
obviously listen to like music that get like gets me fired up and stuff. But right before game time, I I put like depressing slow music on just to kind of help uh, me not waste energy. I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of interesting to see. Like, so you get yourself fired up, and then you kind of like want to like just taper that off somewhat. But then I yeah. suppose when you hit the ice, then the adrenaline starts hitting you, and then you you want to play. Then exactly, exactly. It's all about a timing thing for me. It's very laid out, I guess you could say. <laughs> Especially like a couple hours before the game, like that's no problem. Like your standard, you know. Um, get going song or whatever but um yeah like 10 minutes before we're about to go out for warm-ups or whatever i definitely slow it down <laughs> i i can un- i can understand i can understand that i mean uh, for me i'm very much a, a creature of habit um i i thought about it today actually whenever i i speak to anyone or record a podcast or anything like that i tend to sit here with a coffee and i've suddenly realized that the more interviews i do the more podcasts are recorded, uh, record, my caffeine intake goes up. So maybe I should maybe cut <laughs> <you> down. <laughs> oh, but, but it is one of those funny things. But I, I think for me, it's it's kind of just again. I suppose it is a creature habit. It's very much like it gets me into that. It gets me into that mindset. You know, being able to like speak to people and everything else. And I think one of the things that. I wanted to be able to do on his podcast was obviously speak to players and not only get them talking about what's happening on the ice, but obviously try and give the fans an insight into what their day-to-day life is about in terms of how they, you know, what they do on a game day and just kind of like get inside the mind of, of some of the hockey players. And I think it would be a great insight for the fans and get people coming in with questions. And we had a question come in from uh, at Tater Top 24. He said like, what day job do you do? Or is it, very much just hockey at the moment for you um well that's definitely confusing no i'm just kidding um so right now i'm in like the transition obviously i just graduated in may um i'm in like a transition period where i'm gonna be going back to school um so i just kind of like uh do little jobs kind of thing for right now like i have no serious job I, Mm. i train and stuff as of right now but next year will definitely be a different story because i'll be back in school while playing it must be difficult at times obviously to try and like juggle everything you're going on i mean i, I know i spoke to um anya Batalino about this like some of the jobs that she has to juggle on a day-to-day basis but i mean when you get to the weekend it must be like right okay i'm gonna play hockey now and this is you know this is what i'm this is what i really really want to do oh yeah and that's like the best part you know every week there's a weekend and every weekend there's hockey so it definitely helps get get me through the week uh looking forward to to playing and just having fun with my team so yeah definitely something to look forward to but i guess one thing college teaches in my opinion everybody is their ability to multitask Mm. um i know like playing division one and stuff there's a lot of pressure on you know you got to maintain certain grades and you're never in class because every road trip you leave on a thursday and you're flying here and there and there's just a lot of inconsistent class time so i think with that um again like habit just being able to multitask certain things has definitely helped transition me from school to like real life right now so that's definitely helped 
I mean, this is your rookie season in the NWHL. And from a personal standpoint, could the first game have gone any better for you? I mean, scoring a couple of goals? <laughs> it was uh, it was fun, honestly. It was really fun. I think the first game, um, I got I got lucky and got a few goals, yes. But uh, it, was re- like, it was really fun just kind of seeing what the team was going to be like and react to different cer- certain uh, situations and... It was just all around really fun. Everybody, you know, was happy for everybody. And it was just overall a really good time. I mean, obviously, from a team standpoint, you you won on opening night. I mean, how important is it to get off to that winning start in a new season? Oh, it's extremely important. You know, you got a bunch of different players coming together and really setting the tone for not only themselves, but for the team in general. And I think having game one under our belt with a win definitely sets up, you know, for the next week and the week after that and just the rest of the season because, you know, you set the bar every opening season. You try to set a bar and every weekend you try and raise it. So I think for us, that's definitely something to have in our back pocket and gives us momentum into the following weekend. I mean, you talk about setting the bar there and, of course, your team is playing as the, the the reigning champions coming into this season. Do you think it makes it harder coming into the season? Because it tends to be when you're the champions coming in, every team wants to take you down. So it's, I, mean, I know it's a big game every week, but it's something special that teams look at when they do beat the reigning champions. Yeah, I it definitely puts a target on the team's back for sure. But I think with the group that we have, this year, everybody's going to take that in stride and really use it to motivate us to be be great every single game and develop like those habits we need in order to be able to win those big games. So everyone also who's new to the team knows that girls who are returners, you know, they won last year and all that. But um, that is definitely fire for us and within us. So I think if anything, it's more of a positive than a negative i know some people will be like oh you have a target on your back every game like what's the pressure when it's really not pressure it's just more fun that's the way i look at it <laughs> it's probably definitely the best way to look at it and obviously this weekend you've got a game coming up against the riveters what are your thoughts going into that game um like every game you know i just everybody on the team you could say has a role and um our coaching staff has done a really good job with really, you know, exploiting that that role to, you know, every individual player so that we're able to have that chemistry on the ice. But for me personally, going into every weekend, the mindset is always, you know, uh, play ex- like as hard as you can and do what you're good at. You know, the team needs what you're good at. So do everything you can to exploit them the best way you can in your abilities so no absolutely and again that's going to be a tremendous game the season has only just got started and we've got a good few months ahead of us yet before we get towards whoever's going to appear in that championships game i just want to thank you for joining me today taylor and want to wish you and the team all the very best for the coming season oh thank you very much thanks for having me i really appreciate it great stuff from taylor there now time for harrison brown Delighted to be joined by Harrison Brown from the Metropolitan Riveters. Harrison, thanks so much for joining me. How's it going? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem at all. I'm doing well. Just before we came on to do this interview, my door rung, so we just had a bit of a laugh about that. And I was just saying it's like always a way when 
you're in the house and I'm just getting ready to obviously speak to yourself and all of a sudden the, the door goes and I think they actually know when I'm going to do things like that because it does tend to happen when I go on the phone. I don't know about yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's usually the way it happens. I think, you know, before we get going on to the, the NWHL side of things, I just wanted to kind of go back in time a little bit. I do this whenever I have people on the show because I like to find out, you know, when they started playing hockey, who were some of their idols growing up? So from yourself, when did you first start to get into hockey and which players did you idolize? Yeah, I started hockey a little bit later than most people. I started when I was about nine. Right. And um, I really looked up to uh, Haley Wickenheiser. She was just such a, a trailblazer on the women's side of the game. And she was definitely somebody that I really looked up to. And I also, when I got a little older, I really loved watching Alex Ovechkin. I just loved his his fire and his passion for the game. And I tried to emulate that as best as I could. See, for me, when I, I think about hockey, and I've discussed this um, with uh, Taylor Kersey I've just spoken to, um, I got into it through movies, but I did start getting into it from also watching the game on television as well. And I go back a little bit further in time. I go back to like the, the Joe Sackicks and the, the Ray Borks and players like that. But mm-hmm. um, for me, I've never ever, I, I say this, I've never set foot on the ice but I have, and I've, I've told this story a couple of times, so I'll tell you as well, is that the only time I've ever got on the ice is never to actually play. And I was down at my local arena, and they turned around and said to me while I was down there, because I know a few of the people down there, like, do you want to give the man of the match at the end of the game? I was like, sure, no problem, that'll be fine, it'll be great. And not thinking about the fact that I might actually have to go out on the ice to be able to do this. So they gave me this, this crate of beer, and then said to me, like, if you'd like to go out on the ice with the beer and hand it to the player... And immediately I've got my wife and my children watching me. I'm just like, just please don't fall over, Steve. Please do not fall over. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there gingerly walking across the ice, just about like, like, and almost when I'm doing the handshake, I am waiting. I'm like, almost like, can you hold on to me whilst I'm doing the handshake? And I won't fall over with this beer, but I was fine. That's as near as I've got to ever playing hockey. And I don't think I'll get any closer than that, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a pretty nerve wracking experience. For somebody that's never gone on the on the ice before, definitely a nerve wracking experience. I've never ever got to the point where I thought I, I I want to do. I suppose I could have done if I could, if I you know learned to skate and everything else, but no, that that's that's it for me. Um, I think that's where it, that's as far as it goes. Now, from yourself, it's not for everyone. No, it's it's not for everyone. Now, for yourself, of course, you was part of the league when it first started. Um, what are your impressions of, of how the league is now compared to when it was when you first came into the league? Yeah, I think the league is still pretty fresh. Like three years is not a long time for anything to be up and running. So I think we're definitely still growing. We're definitely still learning. But we've made some really great steps. I think this first year or this this past year has been amazing with the New Jersey Devils, with the, that partnership. I think that that is such a monumental movement for us and I think it's something that can't be overlooked how the growth is steadily happening and I think it's a really great step in the right direction no absolutely I think you know it is things like you talk about and we'll get on to um obviously what's happened over this last weekend in terms of you know like being able to play in an NHL arena um for yourself though you you made a decision before this season to retire how difficult was that initially to make that decision? 
Yeah, it definitely was one of the toughest decisions that I've ever had to make in my life, even though I went back on it. But um, I'd been playing hockey for the past like 15 years, which is a huge chunk of my life, over half of my life. And to just think about giving that up and to not have that, to not step on the ice every day or not see, not be surrounded by my teammates every day, it definitely was something that I was very apprehensive to do. And I was nervous that I didn't make the right decision. But ultimately... I came back before I even had to miss anything, so I never it never really sunk in that I was even retired. So in terms of in terms of your retirement, what made you actually reconsider? Was it just a case of that you was like you was missing? You thought I no, actually I really don't want to give this up. Yeah, I was on the ice a few times in the summer before I had ultimately made the decision to come back. And I was just playing, like, just enjoying myself and really seeing, like, my skill level still on the ice. And I was just thinking to myself, I don't think I'm ready to give this up. I still feel like I have more to give to the sport. In terms of things from a, from a personal standpoint, you announced the news just over a year ago now that you want to be identified as a man. What did it mean to you to have the support of the league? The league totally embraced me um, right from the jump, right from the any initial contact, any initial emails. It's like, okay, that's what you want to do. Great. We'll just figure out, we'll figure out a way to support you. We want you to feel comfortable. So I couldn't have asked for a better experience of acceptance through the league. And of course, there we just briefly touched on the fact that, you know, the, the NHL partnership with the, um, the, the New Jersey Devils, which, you know, you ended up playing in an NHL arena to start the season. I mean, how much did it mean to you to be able to play in an arena of that magnitude? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, I played in a lot of rinks um, through my hockey career, and that was my first time playing in an NHL rink. So it was unbelievable. Just We were in a really nice dressing room. They brought our equipment over. They set it up for us. They just made us feel like absolute professionals. Not that we didn't feel like professionals when we were in our other dressing room or anything like that, but it just it just adds a little bit of an extra element and just being taken taken that much more seriously. It just it it you just feel really good, and we all went into that game feeling like superstars, and we and I think we played like it too. No, absolutely. I mean, I thought it was a, a tremendous game to watch and uh, a really fitting uh, curtain raiser to the the new NWHL season. From yourself, when you're trying to get into the mindset of you know game day and all that goes with, along with that, how do you kind of set yourself up mentally to be prepared in in the right way to go out there on the ice? Yeah, just take it like any other game because it is just like any other game. We've all been playing hockey for a long time. We all know what goes into playing a game. We all know how tough it's going to be. It's all business when we get there. It doesn't matter the environment that we're in, what rink we're playing in, what dressing we're playing in. We want to win a game, and we all have the same end goal. So we've just prepared like any other game we would. And of course, you scored the the very first goal of of the new season. When you consider the fact that you know you contemplated retirement, then come back, and then to score the first goal, I mean, it, it's quite an incredible turn of events when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really it was really amazing. I didn't really think of anything of it when I when I scored. It was when everyone asked me afterwards, like reporters asked me how did it feel to score the first goal. I I didn't even realize that it was the first goal of the season or the first goal in an NHL rink. So it it's cool. It's great to have uh, some of those milestones. Um but um and it's nice to get the first goal out of the way. Get that monkey off your back right at the beginning of the season so you can just focus on playing for the next game and not grip your stick too tight and worry about the points. 
are you one of those players that kind of like chomping at the bit because you go through pre-season and is it just you just want the regular season to get underway oh absolutely i i was just ready for that first game obviously everyone loves to play exhibition games and get like kind of the rust off yeah. and get to know your teammates but um, it's good to get that under your belt and then go right into the right into the regular season. I thought we played amazing. We learned from each other. We learned a lot by playing Russia in our exhibition series, um, and we really took that and learned those um, valuable lessons. And I think we um, really executed when we played Boston. No, absolutely. I mean, it was a tremendous performance, obviously, to get that first win in the season as well. What are the positives and negatives that the team have taken from that first game and then to take obviously into the next game of the season I think the, a positive that we that we were able to learn from was playing with a lead I think that when teams get up uh, a few goals it's easy to kind of sit back on your heels and kind of take the foot off the gas a little bit but we didn't do that and I was very pleased with how we responded to even Boston scoring scoring a goal in the third period with a little bit left, like we could have panicked a bit, but we didn't. We stayed composed. We played our game and we never, we never shifted. We never shifted our gameplay to deal with the score. It was always zero, zero. And I thought that that was a really great lesson for us to learn. And I, and I feel that that's going to set us up for a lot of success this upcoming season. Yeah, I think it's one of those things I try to explain to people that there's a big difference between playing to win and playing not to lose. And it is so very easy when you have a lead, to get into that mentality of all of a sudden, you know, playing not to lose, you forget of all the things you've done to get the lead and you become going to a mindset of trying to protect that lead and that can sometimes be your undoing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it can go either way. You either either play loose and say, oh, we have the lead, let's just keep playing the way that we're playing, we're doing something right. Or... I really, we really can't blow this lead. We need to, we need to play harder. We need to play better. And it's, um, there's a slight panic that sometimes happens in teams when they do have the lead, which is, which is a strange phenomenon. But yeah, we didn't, we didn't um, succumb to that. No, it's interesting, isn't it? It is something as well. It's not just prevalent in hockey. It's prevalent across sports. You see it time and time again, and you, you can see which teams actually fall foul of that. So it's, it's interesting. I think it is definitely mm-hmm. a positive step for yourselves to take that away and say, you know, like, this is how we handled that. This is what we can use going forward as you go across the season. And, of course, this weekend you've got a game against the Buttes who also won last weekend. What are your thoughts going mm-hmm. into that game? Yeah, the Buttes... Um it's a very new team. They've, they've put a lot of new faces and they've, they've gained a lot of talent this season. So they'll be a really great team. I'm excited to play them obviously because they're my old team, but I'm excited to see how, how they will be, how all these new pieces of the puzzle will fit in for that team. I think it's going to be a great game and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. This is it. There's only going to be one undefeated team left at the end of that game, so it's going to be quite interesting. Excuse, it has like a, a mini bragging right to start off with, and of course, as you say, you're you're going against your former team as well, which of course is normally adds a little bit to that story as well. So, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sure that all the fans out there are looking forward to it, much as they do every weekend in the NWHL. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining me today, Harris. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I want to wish you and the team all the very best for the coming season. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Great stuff there from Harrison. And that just about wraps up tonight's episode. I'd like to thank Taylor Kersey and Harrison Brown for joining me on the Women's Hockey Digest. You can find all the relevant social media links in the notes of the episode, including their Twitter handles. Every week I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss all things NWHL from a player's perspective. 
But for now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportStephen. You can find the podcast at WH Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night from me.